0: What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to Season 6, Episode 15 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. <laughs> As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much, actually. Just uh, sitting here,
1: uh, playing games. You know, waiting out the apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Uh, now this isn't the apocalypse; it'll pass. So, and it, and it seems like every day things get better and better. So, uh, but I'm glad to be here with you folks. Um, Talking about video games, you know, the, this pastime that we all love.
0: Absolutely. And of course, our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Just uh,
2: trying to get the start of this weekend off and, uh you know, try to, you know,
0: shelter in place and still like have fun
2: at the same time. So, you know how that goes. So,
0: mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sheltered in place this morning at a uh at a at a car mechanic place getting uh, my wife's vehicle oil change fixed. And it's like I I don't it, it's kind of like um I guess they all have to do this this up this upsell hustle, but I I'm kind of sick of it. That's so one of the reasons why I kind of like the even though I know I'm paying more, uh the dealership uh, where I we bought my, my wife's car, uh, um, they don't do that. You know, it's like I, I bring the car in. It's like, hey, I mean, I understand. It. Yeah, if something else is, is wrong, you know, just go ahead and tell me. But, you know, they're, they're bringing me over here and saying, oh, well, we noticed that you're, you have a little bit of cupping on the rear wheels and it just means that your your shocks need to be uh, either realigned or replaced. Are uh, you notice, Are you noticing any, bumping going down the freeway going down the freeway at high speeds it's like in my mind i'm thinking dude it's a prius how, how fast do you think i'm driving mm. yeah <laughs> well we're trying to do the upsell you know that they're yeah to... i mean it's like i you know but it, it, it's like you know come on dude i'm already I'm, al- I'm already paying dang near dealership prices for this oil change you know the only reason I was there is cuz the Walmarts in my area have closed their auto service centers down due to the stadium due to the stay in place and it's like uh, <laughs> I get it, you know, you got to hustle. I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. But uh yeah, so that's what that's was what, some of my early adventures this morning, but our first talk, our first topic on the docket, as always, is going to be our playlist. So, Trader Joe, why don't you kick things off? What you've been playing lately, man?
2: I'll probably kind of. Go in and segue into Desmond's because basically all three games on my list are on Desmond's list as well. So, um, Division Two is obviously going to be the 99%er, uh, the mainstay on there. Uh, since last episode, I have got my gunner specialization, my uh, shaders, <laughs> entire bodysuit <laughs> unlocked. I only had to, you know, m- you know rinse and repeat and uh, play a particular mission, Roosevelt Island, and try to knock each armor piece off of this guy uh this boss not not the final boss but like a sub boss going into it and uh uh, finally got that done it was super frustrating and i know what not this week but last week i stayed up till like two o'clock in the morning because i kept rinsing and repeating uh because of the fact that i was playing on normal or close to normal uh, maybe the next difficulty level up from there. And uh, yeah, I kept killing him with the, my gear. And so uh, setting up at a higher difficulty kind of helped out and uh, gave him enough uh, strength for me to be able to still knock all armor pieces off and, and then kill him after that. So that was the trick with that. But, you know, I had to go and use different specializations, of course. Uh, it got It got me into using the shield a lot. And so I've been using that. i am been uh, running more of a high armor, high health, uh, low weapon power, but you know, like kind of a, a tanky type of uh, uh, gameplay style with that you know so i love the fact that you could go back and forth between like you know being a tank and being up in front uh you know doing more of a sniper uh rifle uh combination on there so just love the fact that you could change it up in the game itself uh me and des were kind of pounding through some of the post-game content on there i think that's probably the best way to enjoy games like this instead of waiting for you know the developer massive to go in and you know update and you know bring further content in we're just basically just buffeting on the uh content as is so we just finished the coney island mission a few days ago and uh you know we're just looking at the you know angling towards uh starting the warlords uh of new york expansion at some point so on that um any thoughts desmond since i know you were playing division two as well uh,
1: no i mean what you said is pretty much what what's been going on uh for me as well. It really is just, you know, sitting down and kind of grinding it out. We have gotten to a point now where where the game is kinda kinda grindy, but it's not it's not terrible. Um one thing that I have hit, I, I sort of hit a wall because right now we're at the point where we have to look for our gear. Um and we have to kind of start running with specializations to make sure that whatever we're trying to do, uh whether it's DPS, skill based or or kind of like tanky, we, we we're basically you really kind of gotta go all in on that. like there really are no jack of I mean, it feels to me it feels like there really are no jack of all trades kind of builds. It's like either you're you're specking into one of those three things, which is fine, but you have to kind of know how to ha- how to play your class or play your role. And I think one of the things that I did, which I wish I hadn't have done, but I guess it's all part of just learning how to do this stuff is you have to, um, kind i don't i don't want to say you 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 have to decide what specialization you're going to run with at the end but it really does help because if you spread out your your um if you spread it out too much uh you you're as the game progresses you don't get uh the benefits so like i've tried a whole bunch of different ones and i've leveled up uh, leveled them up each separately, but I feel like I'm not at a point where 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 either any one of them are, are are strong enough to do like challenging um uh challenging uh rating difficulty uh uh events. So like we had one last night, and it took us like an hour to do this thing, and it was just like, you know, what's going on? And you know, I'm at five. I think you're at five fifteen. That's uh, the power level, and and I'm at yeah, five fourteen. Actually, I'm at,
2: yeah, at five thirteen out of five fifteen right now. So
1: yeah, what five thirteen out of five fifteen? Yeah, I'm, I'm at five fourteen. So. You know, and so it's like, uh, so again, it, it just feels like there's certain aspects of the game where I'm kind of like, okay, you know, why? Uh, I don't know. It just it it part of me just feels like yeah, I should be hitting a little bit harder. But it is challenging. You know, it, it is yeah. it is challenging for a reason. So, but again, I I. I have been enjoying it. Um, Definitely been enjoying
2: it. We tried to do a control point last night at the highest um, level rating, because once you get the world tier five, basically the control points, which are basically like little hubs on the world map, uh, that constantly get occupied by the division agents like associates, and then obviously whoever groups of enemies there are on, you know, Black Tusk, you know... uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think of the other names of the other The hyenas. Uh,
1: hyenas, you know, hyenas, there you go. Those guys, the outcasts, all those other there you go, outcast, factions. Yeah. They will they will come in and they will try to overtake them. So yeah. And so it's just so, kind of this back and forth. Which which at first I was kinda of like, oh, you know, that's just a cheap way to get us to play replay shit. But, you know, it kind of makes sense in in the fact that there's like a technically quote unquote a war going on. And so and so there would be this kind of ebb and flow of of um of of occupants and fighting and type of stuff. So I think so some of that stuff is kind of cool, you know, to see okay, yeah. like what has Black Tusk done now? You uh, am I gonna go and spend time to do this or am I gonna go and do this other thing? And it's it is really kind of interesting because now I'm sitting here trying to do the recalibration station and library. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. But then the problem is, like, a lot of that stuff becomes outdated with, with the Warlords expansion. So part of me is just kind of like... Because I think, I think you have to redo a lot of that stuff. Um, So I'm kind of like, am I, am I wasting my time doing this? You know, because we're, we're trying to, you know, play this content. But we're like, what, two years out now? So... Yeah,
2: it was a, a year. It came out the, the last... It's been out a
1: year. I thought it's been out for more than a year. All right.
2: Yeah, but... yeah. No, no, it's been in just one year. Yeah, it oh, okay. just came out in March of uh, 2019. So. Okay. it Seems like it was
1: in longer. Oh. Okay. Anyway. So again, I'm I'm enjoying it. I do think that um, uh, coming soon, I probably will take a break from it because it seems like whenever we get on, we play this game. But but yeah, it's not bad. Like I'm I'm really enjoying my time with it. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's just it's uh it's definitely got that. It's definitely satisfying that 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 destiny itch. I was thinking about destiny, you know, a while ago, you know, and and we have some news about that later, but uh, in the show, so please stay tuned. Um, but it is scratching that kind of destiny itch, you know, that kind of looter shooter, um, uh, feeling that has been kind of. Missing in my life, so so we'll see but but joe, what other what other games have you been playing?
2: well, whatever games have we been playing uh Mario Kart no. eight deluxe, yeah um, on the switch that joining you and a group of friends on the zoom and then doing the multiplayer still fun, yeah, it's interesting
1: racing ten people, you know it's very it's very crazy racing ten people like that,
2: <laughs> for sure, yeah, especially with friends in the room and that kind yeah, of thing, So it's silly. You know, the and then uh, we also jointly played so, you know, separately because we haven't, we haven't played multiplayer yet. Warhammer 40k Martyr, yeah. There. So yeah. Um, you know, pretty cool game. Uh, the Warhammer motif—it's it's okay. I mean, it's just over overly rot and like you know, it's metal. Uh, metal, metal, and all that jewelry on there. You know, <laughs> just the uh, you know. I don't know. Over the top it, on there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the introductory levels, I kind of played the like the tutorial basically on there, kind of set it up. It's a, kind of a slower p- uh, playing overhead uh, action RPG, a.k.a. like Diablo, Titan Quest, so on and so forth uh, hmm. on there. Um, not as quick paced, you know. Um, uh, we'll have to see once the game ramps up as far as how crazy it might get on there. It seems like it was k- kind of chunky as far as the graphics and the fidelity and everything. And the menu system is kind of, it's, it's okay. It's not the greatest, but something you'll just, I'll probably have to learn over time on there. But it is, it is definitely a game in that quote unquote wheelhouse house on there. So it's something that is multiplayer. So if anyone's out there, it's on the PSN
1: um, hidden gem sale, I believe. Yeah, it's there. like 10 so- bucks. And you get the soundtrack, and there's a. I think there's another one that that you get it with a pack, with a pack with another game. I guess I don't remember, but but it's yeah. Um, I
2: think it, I think it comes with what Space Hulk Tactics. I think so. Yeah,
1: but again, it's um it's on sale right now on PSN for ten bucks. That's why I got it. I thought about it a while ago because it was a Diablo clone, and I thought, okay, this could be kind of cool. And and I and we played uh, what is it? it was it Inquisition? The no, it wasn't Inquisition. The other Warhammer 40k game that that we played—that's like kind of the first person hack and slash. Uh, the Kill team, I think it was. Right? Was it? Yeah, I think it's Guild team. I don't think it's Guild team. There. But anyway, whatever. I, I, we we've played a bunch of uh, games from that uh, from from that. Oh, you talking uh, about franchise. Vermintide too? Vermintide, there it was. Yeah, so we played Vermintide, which I think is a much better game, personally, so far uh, as much as I've played, but. But I don't know if you could really compare the two. They're kind of apples and oranges. and that one is a you know first person hack and slash, and the second one is a is a Diablo clone. So it's like, eh, you
2: know, <laughs> yeah, and that one that one's just based in the Warhammer universe, not the 40k universe. And you know, unfortunately, Warhammer they have two separate uh, you know intellectual like lines on there. So you have your regular Warhammer, which is more of your traditional like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, you know, medieval fantasy kind mm-hmm. of thing, and then the 40k, which is all crazy over the top like sci-fi. So
1: yeah I think they all take place in the same universe it's just one is in the past and one is in the future but who knows maybe they don't I don't know if you're if yeah. you're a warhammer, if you're a warhammer if you're a warhammer fan out there uh let us know your thoughts if you played these games do you play warhammer forty k let us know um yeah
2: I'm not up in the lore at all are you neither me? am it's I okay. my only exposure of Warhammer is just through whatever licensed video games that come out yeah. on there. I know that uh, they recently got another Diablo like game in the regular Warhammer series called Chaos Bane that just came out I know it's a Xbox games with gold game this month I believe so so it might cool. be something else we could possibly play
1: yeah I'm down let's do it let's do it yeah that,
2: that's all I've been playing so do you have anything in, the, in on top of those three games that we've been mutually been playing
1: uh yeah uh, I also played uh, two other uh, games that that were I got on a sale. Well, no, I got Risk of Rain 2 on a sale and I and I had Dead Cells. I think I got it on a sale, but I have a physical copy of that. So, eh um but I've actually not uh played either of them. Uh, I played I don't know why, but for some reason I play uh roguelites on the uh Switch a lot more. I think I really enjoy the um, the handheld aspect of the pick up and play and how quick it 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 can be um like you pick it up you play and you die then you go on and do something else but started playing it on my actual consoles and it's a really fun game by that i mean uh dead cells it's a really fun game it has a weird kind of like charm to it this kind of metroidvania you know you die and and it's very it's kind of self-aware uh but it it's been a lot of fun i know i'm kind of late to the party with it um i'm thinking about getting the dlc there's some dlc that that just came out with it um and I think that's on sale actually right now, uh, on the hidden gems sale. And you get that, you get Dead Cells plus it's uh, DLC. So if you're thinking about picking that up, please do. It's a really good game. Uh, it's got that kind of um, kind of eight bit sort of graphics, but but, but this kind of high def looking uh, look to it. It's really fun. The controls are really good. Uh, Risk of Rain is is just a, it's like a third person shooter. Uh, Restrain 2, sorry. It's a third-person shooter, which you basically just run around and, and shoot stuff, uh, and you die, and then you can unlock... It's unlockables. It's procedurally generated. The roguelite... Um, I really enjoy it because the um the controls... Are, it's, well, of course it's third-person, and the controls, I really enjoy it. And it, it has this really kind of, like, cel-shaded, you know, look to it as you're running around, and there's, like... It's funny because, I guess, Risk of Rain... Is 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 how rainy it is or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't know where the name comes from, but you're kind of running around with your and you have like four different weapons. And you can get upgrades and artifacts. So it's a general. It's, it's the it's the regular old you know uh formula for for rogue lights. But a lot of loot, or yeah, uh, it's something. There's a lot of loot. There's just a lot of enemies. This is like you're constantly fighting waves, waves of enemies until you find a teleporter, which brings in like the boss enemy, and then you have to, and then you have to kill the, uh, the boss in order to, to teleport to another, another, another. I don't know. I don't know where you're going. Probably another planet, dimension. I don't know. And probably another planet. And you're, and you're just fighting waves of enemies. You know, it's it's a wave-based shooter, but it's fun. You know, and, and you can run around. And I, I really want to see how it, how it how it feels playing it with two people um I think that would be a lot of fun so oh
2: um I already have it installed so you know it might be another game we'll mutually talk about next
1: episode so yeah I would like that I think it would be I think it would be cool so
2: I don't know if you're interested kev but uh, it might be something if we get a three-man game going it might be
1: <laughs> yeah it I have to tell you kev it's it's a lot of fun you know you you basically run around and you just blow shit up you aim you aim you know with the with you, you aim with the with the right stick. No, so you it's run a, with right
0: it's st- a twin stick shooter no
1: no no I, it's third person yeah shooter. i don't know i i don't like twin stick shooters no i don't i don't i can't get the timing down with twin stick shooters no no there, there's button presses and um you know it's, it's all with the with the with the triggers and you have different um different uh loadouts you can get uh a different uh no i think i think the, the 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 one guy you start with the commando i think it's commando you have specific four four weapons you can well three weapons and then you have like a dash and then um or roll and they're on a global cooldown some of them are but you can just fire your gun and stuff it's 2 he's got two guns that he shoots and, and the more you play the more you unlock other stuff and you pick up various different items that that will enhance the run you know um uh, so you can pick up these small little loot things, but, but the weird thing about it is, is is as you're playing it, you will unlock certain things that that will uh, carry over to to next playthroughs. That's the weird thing about about, about Rogue Lights is is uh, you always most of the time you always start from zero, and then you and then you build up for that run with the anticipation that you will die at some point, and then you'll lose everything, you will start from zero again. But there's certain things that transcend. Um, uh or not transcend but then it's kind of carry over, and so um or you you can pick something to take in with you so it's a it's a fun little game again, I think it would be a lot a lot more fun with three people running around and the chaos of it all uh would be kind of cool so but it's really cheap right now, it's like fourteen dollars or fifteen dollars on p s n right now, so that's why I got it i heard I heard pretty good things about it, so I bought it, and sure, so. But that is all of the stuff that I have been playing. So, Kev, what have you been playing?
0: Well, uh, kick things off. I wrapped up Horizon Zero Dawn oh, cool. finally, and man, one of the best games I've ever played. Um, story, gameplay mechanics, graphics, everything. It, that ju- that game is just. It is. It it really is a showpiece of not only the not only the PlayStation platform but I would say it's just this generation as a whole I think it was that first um new IP kickoff that really when you when when these when these uh uh manufacturers let their in-house devs do what do where really do what they want to do um and give them the budget and the leeway to do so uh you get results like this and and horizon is just one of one of those is one of those games you know it's like when if people if people ask you why you get why you bought a playstation you know uh first game out of my mouth will probably be horizon zero dawn amongst the others it's just it is it really it really is that good you know and i can i came i bought it day 1 came to the party late because i was distracted by other games like destiny and monster hunter but um this it is it, it it's it's a it's a it, it's an open world opus that's what i will call it. it it it's really how you do an open world the world's not too big it's not too small uh it allows you to traverse as quickly as you want to or you can explore every nook and cranny if you want to and, and the the gameplay loop just grabs you and keeps you engaged the whole way from beginning to end so i can't say i can't say uh more uh, I can't I can't uh, shower more praises on on that game than I already have but great game so once since that one has been put to rest I, I am gonna go back and do the uh, uh, frozen wilds DLC I'm gonna take a break and try and get dig through some more of my backlog and then I'm gonna go back and jump into the frozen wilds but um, going back to addressing my backlog I picked Sekiro back up again and I'm playing that. Uh, still hard as nails, but I am, I am really enjoying my time with it. I got this one unique ability that when you, uh, stealth kill somebody, you have the option of the using, of turning their blood spray into smoke. So when you stab somebody in the back, you know, they're bleeding out, you can turn that blood spray into smoke and it will conceal your presence uh to any enemies surrounding you so that would allow you to run around in that cloud get behind somebody else kill them turn their blood spray into smoke and it it really is a unique ability and uh it it's helping me helping me uh it help kind of helps you get from one place to another without so many um hand uh, you know sword to sword confrontations or sword to claw confrontations it was it was funny man i i, I was walking through this one uh, i guess i'm getting ready to fight the monks and on my way through on my way to this area i got attacked by these kung fu snow monkeys <laughs> it was like it was actually hilarious it was, i i it was one of those things I know it, it, It's the whole game is it, it is this game is not billed as like, a, a a funny game at all. And I mean, it's very dark, very serious, you know, very supernatural, you know, steeped heavy into, uh, uh, supernatural. And I, I guess at some level Japanese mythology, but I'm getting attacked by these like, uh, Kung Fu Snow Monkeys and and, and it was hilarious because I was uh, as I entered this area I hear this, ooh, ooh ah! I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this, this this monkey comes out with a staff and just whacks my dude's head.
1: Okay, like,
0: what the, what are we doing here? So, but I mean, it it it, it was. I mean, it, that's just one of the weird things that you fight in this game. I fought like a bull that looked probably as big as a freaking, I don't know, that thing had to weigh at least 5,000 pounds. It, it's, it's, I mean, you fight some ridiculous stuff in this game, but it's all, it's presented in a very, uh, um, like I said, it's it's steeped in, in in supernaturalism and I'm probably at some level uh, Japanese mythology, but great game, hard, but I'm enjoying every bit of it. Um other game I played, uh I picked I jumped into Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 4. I'm really liking it uh so far. I'm not very far into it. I'm only at I'm only I've only made it up to the second level. I'm kind of running through two campaigns. I'm doing one on hard and doing one on normal. Uh, don't ask me why I did that. I just, I just for whatever reason, decided to do it, to, to, just to kick it off that way. Um, one of the unique thing, because I've never had a Genesis, um, never, even though I purchased, I think I purchased one of the Streets of Rage remixes on PS3. I never got around to to playing it, um. So for all intents and purposes, Streets of Rage four is my first introduction to the series, and it's a great beat 'em up. Um, really, Streets I of Rage was, two is the ooh, it's the bomb. Mm. Yeah, I like I said, I never had it. I I I didn't have a Genesis, so I was Team uh, Final Fight <laughs> all the way because that's that's. Oh, that's the only one I had aside from some of the other Capcom beat em ups that came out on the SNES. But um, Streets of Rage 4 is fantastic. It's got a great art style. Um, they handle these, these special moves in a very unique way. Like uh, your crowd control moves can be either offensive or defensive. Like if they're defensive, it's like a get off me move. Like the, the character I'm using, Cherry. She's like, she's got like some type of, uh, I guess she's like a punk rocker. So she's got this electric guitar with her that she she uses as a weapon. So she'll, for her get off me move, she'll strum it and send out these sonic waves that'll knock dudes off of her. Uh, But for her uh, offensive special, she uses it like just like this overhead, you know, just, just bludgeon, bludgeon you to death instrument. And it, they, the way they, they animated it and, uh, used the sound made, use the sound effects, uh, in that, um, in that action, it just sounds like she's just cracking your skull, <laughs> you know, cracking somebody's skull, when he hits them with it. Uh, it's got a very, a very, uh, impactful, uh, uh, visual and audi- audible, uh, features to it and it's really good um the what i like what's kind of interesting is with the combat uh because if you if you've played games like final fight you know your 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 get off me move would drain some energy right well in streets of rage 4 it's that same concept but when you use those moves you can gain that energy back by landing combos uh by following up within a certain amount of time so you use your your special attack and a little bit of your health bar your yellow health bar will go down that the the section that that decreases is green and if you start landing combos on enemies doesn't matter who or what you'll start building up regaining that energy back so any energy that you, you that that you lose, any health energy that you, you you lose by doing special attacks can be regained by landing uh subsequent uh follow up attacks after you do that. So I kind of I thought that was a really uh interesting uh method method to approach that. I don't know if this is how the original games were, uh, but if it is, that's a really unique spin to it because. Um, typically you know use of your special move was kind of like a penalty and it was just a means to make you put more quarters into the into the into the arcade machine you know that is just another you know another way to get you to put spend more money but yeah well streets of rage was always yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know it was always calm con- but that's where yeah. that concept came from but yeah uh, for sure uh, uh it's the the way they did this one was a very unique, uh, and I and I appreciate it a lot. So, having a lot of fun with Streets of Rage 4. Um, not really ready to 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 give it a a full on, full on opinion of it yet because I'm only two, I'm only two levels in, but uh, I am well, what I have played, I am enjoying a whole lot. And, um, lastly, uh, was there the, yeah, Monster Hunter World. Um, I am, uh, still my, I, I'm kind of at, uh, I'm kind of, I think I'm at the end of my, my time at M at MHW. Um, I want to get, so, uh, I want to at least have a fully augmented Safi bow build. I do want to, they, they, the, the TK siege is ended. So they brought Safi back. So hopefully I'll be able to, and I don't, and I don't need to have every element. I run bow. That's my primary. I, I, ideally I would like to have a fully augmented complete set with all the elements, but realistically i I would be cool if I could get maybe two or three, two or three plus the bows that I have already. um, Although some of them are not completely augmented yet are, Super are kind of super strong. So even if I can't get every softy, uh, meta bow, uh, you know, for every element, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trip on it too, too much. But, uh, but right now where I am is that I'm zenny poor. So I'm broke because <laughs> I discovered that there is like a whole, there's a, that there is a second level of uh defense augmenting that you do for your um for your armor and all i I thought there was just only one so yeah no there's there's a whole second tier that you can do so uh that's kind of why i was kind of getting one-shotted by uh, some of the master rank some of the master rank monster moves I, uh, monsters moves I I didn't realize that there was a whole other tier to defense that I had to go through and uh maxing out your defense of your armor is very expensive. So now I'm in the I'm in the grind for Zenny. So I'm kind of balancing my Zenny acquisitions with going through the guiding lands to get the last of my augment materials. So is, is I'm kind of playing that juggling game. I've got three zo- two zones of the guiding lands maxed out at level 7. I've got another at level 5 and two more at level 2. So, um I'm just going to try and get get those maxed out as quickly as possible because that's how you get the only way you get the the ending augmentation materials is through uh tempered monsters that the computer will generate kind of ran. You can't summon them, unfortunately. Uh, but, um, I will say this for a future, uh, whether there's a sequel to monster hunter world, or if there is another, um, uh, DLC that kind of resets everything, they got to do something with the guiding lands because it's, it's way too much of a grind. It, It really is. Um, I get it that the idea is to is to get get your, your long term people, keep them engaged by building up their their gear so they can take on stronger monsters, but there's gotta be a better way to do it than the guiding lands. The guiding line is just a, just, just a drag. Um, the gameplay is fun because you're just doing what you've been doing in the base games and, and you know and, and you know, in the game anyway, but you know, the, the orange the, the, the random generating of these, uh, 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 tempered monsters. Like, uh, I've been playing with the, uh, uh, the bear hunters, uh, monster hunter guild. And one of the guys was saying that he's, I, and I, and I saw he's got all his zones at level seven and he still cannot get the materials for, some of his for for some of his weapons that he's trying to fully augment and that that's that sucks that's got to change so so hopefully they'll take that in mind for subsequent updates or a sequel but that has been what i've been playing so next topic on our docket is going to be the news (laughs) And Trader Joe's going to kick things off. We kind of had a big day for, uh, or big week for Xbox with regards, with regards to Series X and uh, some gameplay uh, or some games shown. So uh, Joe, why don't you take it away with that? Okay.
2: Well, I'm going to start off with other stuff first before going over to Inside Xbox on there. So let me go ahead and... First thing that kind of came about it actually came about with discussion from the Inside Xbox because uh, a bunch of different logos were shown as far as uh, developers working on the Xbox One X on there, but uh, there was a particular company named Bungie included with the said logos. So, uh, so uh, once that was shown on the Inside Xbox on there, there was a tweet uh, indicating. Uh, We're excited for our community to play Destiny 2 on next-gen platforms. More details to come on there. And then Bungie's followed up with a similar message from its main account on there. So uh, given that both the Xbox uh, Series X and PlayStation 5 promised backwards compatibility with most titles on there, popular titles like Destiny are shoe-ins. But the more details suggest that whether or not Destiny 2 sees a proper next-gen re-release, there could be more in-store than the mere compatibility guarantee. On there, so uh, it would be nice to see Destiny Two on next gen hardware, push higher frame rates, display at better resolutions, to take advantage of faster loading speeds. On there, so and we'll have to take a look. You know, when Destiny transitioned at some at one point, I'm talking about the original game, they kind of kicked the uh, 360 and the PS3 versions to the curb at some point. And so, I'm not sure when that is if they, their master plan right now is to carry Destiny two to an infinite time frame on their end. So uh if they're gonna continue to reiterate on this game, uh there might be a point to where they decide that the um PS four and the Xbox One versions of the game might need to kinda be kinda taken out in the back, you know, let out the pasture, not taken out the back like in the slaughterhouse or anything like that. But be able to run uh, only up to a certain expansion if need be on there so you know we'll have to see you know what's going on uh, but that kind of sets a precedent and Bungie has been transparent about the challenges of continually adding to the game as is you know we could flip on the other side of the coin to determine hey how come you don't just do a destiny 3 but or be it for me to, you know, throw that out there too. I think that would be a nice reset point for everyone.
1: I was hoping there. they do oh. it personally. <clears> throat> like, <throat> I'm sad yeah. that they didn't. I, I think that they are missing out on a whole bunch of new people or a new potential, you know, uh, market. Sorry, new potential uh, buyers by not releasing um, a Destiny Three. You know, I, I I said before you can go back. I don't know which episode it was. <clears throat> excuse me but i was very clear when i said that now that now that they are or have have left activision like now would be the time to, to to release a destiny 3 showing like everything that they wanted to do but couldn't do or 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 why it wasn't allowed to or, or that they didn't have the ability to do however <clears throat> excuse me when they're with activision <clears throat> excuse me so i think it's kind of weird you know and 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 I don't want to say lazy because I don't know like what their funding situation is, what their what their what their uh, employee structure is. So maybe they just don't have the, the resources to, to do a full game again. Maybe they do. I don't know. They probably do. Um, but but it just seems a little like like lackluster to me to just do something more with Destiny Two. You know, I I think again a new friend a, a new system. It sounds great, you know. A new system, a new, a new destiny. You know, maybe we'll get one uh, in the future soon. I really hope that we do, because <clears throat> right now, like, there's nothing pulling me back to Destiny and and being and having to say, oh, maybe I can play it. You know, on a on a, on a new system, Destiny Two on a new system. Yeah, that, that's not enough, personally. That's just Destiny Two, you know. <laughs> that's just <that's> not enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. I I'm I've got, got my money's worth. <laughs> the three of us to kind of uh, still hold out hope because i did buy shadow keep i did spend the 35 bucks to buy the expansion i was had every intent on playing it but i have not played it as of yet and right now i don't think i'm uh, nothing really pulling me to it even no. you know some of the listeners of the show like you know jason surgeon fire and his wife rachel uh they've been playing it less and less and uh you know i still see our usual holdouts like you know guru double seven you know people we played with in the past are still playing the game on there it's just um you know at a certain point it's just only only, you know 500 hours in (laughs) just kind of uh getting tired of the rinse and repeat and kev i know you what your feelings about but i don't know if you have anything else to to add to this discussion
0: if need be no i i ain't going back to destiny 2 and it's not because i didn't enjoy the game i i enjoyed it for what it's worth but The last couple of uh, expansions prior to um, the one that the the one that's currently out now, you just mentioned Shadowkeep. Shadowkeep, yeah. Uh, Really, really, were lackluster. Really lackluster in activities. Really lackluster in gear. The way you know, maybe not in the way it that gear performed, but in just the the visual. Uh, the visual presentation of it, it was just reskinned stuff of of weapons and and equipment that we already had, just different colors. And it's just, it was lazy. I'll go ahead and say that. I was you know, <laughs> lazy. Uh, season you of opulence. Season of opulence was lazy. The activities were lazy. Um, that whole that whole. Sh- thing and that's what that's what turned me off to it so you know i have no intention of going back to anything that has the de- that has destiny 2 smacked on it um i doubt i would be going back for any any destiny 2 expansions if they decide to do something after shadow keep uh as long as it's got that destiny 2 label on it it's i'm, I'm just done you know holla at me when you bring out destiny 3 and then we'll tell then we'll take another look. Yeah.
2: I've kind of, I actually been getting an itch to play the original Destiny again for some reasons, but I know I probably won't go back on that. I don't mean, even know if the servers are still up to tell the Cause Honest Truth on that. So uh just thinking about you know Red in Prison Elders again going to the moon. That's why if I do play Shadowkeep, it might be because of the fact that I do want to return to the moon. I just have a lot of like uh, good memories of playing Destiny One, much less you know Destiny Two. So, we've woken
1: the hive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll never forget that.
2: Mm. Yep, or running raids with twelve-year-old kids, you know. So, oh,
1: let it go, good Joe. Old, good old vault of glass.
2: Let so. it go, Joe. <laughs> never. <laughs> I I digress okay as far as the next news item on the docket um, you know unfortunately we still have been talking about COVID and um, being sheltered in place and so there is a couple of more events that have been ultimately canceled on there so EVO 2020 um, they have finally canceled that event Uh, they're planning on doing online events uh, planned for the summer on there Um, also Tokyo Game Show um did go ahead and announce that they're not going to be holding their uh, usual uh, show at the uh, in Tokyo, Japan on there. They are going to be doing an online version of the show, and we will be releasing more details in the future on there. Also, I don't have any outline, but I did see that Paris Games Week, which is an event that usually happens in October, uh, also has been uh, canceled as well. On there, As far as Evo, uh, they are planning on doing uh, some sort of online tournament of some sort, but um, it's a point that the, the net code for most of the main games on the stage is kind of just bad from people that play fighting games. Um, I know that uh, I was you know, doing a little research, you know, watching a little bit as far as what are the games with the best net code, and it seems like the games with the best net code are more of the smaller, nichier games on there so um i know street fighter 5 is considered as being the best out of the main games on the stage on there but uh there's you know other smaller releases we'll have to see if they're going to transition to those smaller games oh and also mortal kombat 11 but um there's some reason why um they kicked it off the main stage at evo this past year i'm not sure if there's something with warner brothers but it seems like they kind of wanted to do their own thing on that uh any thoughts kev uh,
0: about all this business um uh, this this cancellation should have been announced way sooner oh i know cuz I, I think know. it was yeah. obvious that it, that it wasn't going to take place i think they were i don't know what the what the hold up was but you know the writing has been on that wall that it was going to shut down and uh talking with my uh my uh nephew my little nephew well, technically my great nephew's dad who is my my nephew's my my youngest nephew uh because I told him that my plan was to take uh take EJ to Evo this summer uh so he could complete compete in Smash Brothers and he even if uh the event was not canceled he wasn't about to let EJ go into you know that let his son go into that event regardless of whether it it, it, it would have been too soon after the, a quote unquote, you know, return to normalcy. And he just wasn't, wasn't, didn't feel comfortable putting his son at what he would consider a a risky situation like that. And I completely understand. Um, I'll have to see, I want to see if he's going, thinking about competing online uh, because he's a beast online. Uh, I've seen I've seen him play uh, play Smash Brothers uh, with my own eyes online, rank mode, and he was he was putting everybody out. So uh, it would be interesting to see if he's if he's going to compete online or not. Uh, folks have already been saying that the whoever wins these main games. Uh, if they're not people that have won Evo prior, they're already going to be labeled as paper champions because of the netcode situation. So, um, ho- you know, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be great for for that there that the event is still going to take place, but I can already see some some hateration for whoever wins <laughs> some hurt feelings some yeah people is going to be pissed oh i lost cuz of cuz the net code all oh, anyways it it's was going to be those folks with the bigger egos uh if they get if they get sent if they get sent out of pools uh from somebody who's only been playing online or has only access to online uh competition oh well it was the net code oh it was this oh, I was that so there's going to be a shadow of doubt over whomever is the champion in these, in these, uh, you know, quote unquote staged games. Uh, But you, you know, you can't detract from the skill necessary to make it through thousands of competitors to the top eight and eventually make it to, you know, number one. I don't care whether you're playing online or if you're playing, you know, local, you got skills and that can't be, that can't be detracted and hopefully whoever wins in these tournaments uh, has the, um, the, the mental, the, the, the mental, uh, uh, what would I say? What would be the, word? the mental fortitude to, you know, knock out, to, you know, to, to sidestep all the, all the hater, the hateration coming in his or her way and just, you know, enjoy the fact that they were good enough to be number one in the world you know, yeah. for that day, regardless I, of how, what environment you're playing in.
2: Yeah. I mean, it seems like everyone's sheltering in place is just bringing out all the online hate and the haterades out there, unfortunately. So kind of have to step aside and and celebrate you know the championship of whoever wins based on the circumstances everyone's playing on the same playing field quote unquote you know net code or besides you know and then it's just the point that you know it might be a point that you try to get the best internet uh you know speed that you can on there you know unfortunately like someone like myself i only have one service provider i have a choice from and i only get like like uh Seventy down, and I know, Kev, you're looking at eight hundred down, right? As far as what you're.
0: I'm. At, I'm technically I'm at a gig down, but real real world speeds I get, uh, roughly about I get between eight sixty and nine, you know, yeah. when Comcast is is working right, and I'm bouncing in between fifty. I'm I'm averaging about fifty up. Gotcha. So yeah, so it's just it's gonna depend on
2: a number of different factors. another thing too, pour one out for uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That game was one of the main games on the stage of on the stage to celebrate its uh, 20th anniversary on there. And you know that game has a quite a storied like uh, history at Evo on there. And yeah, it was like one of the main games to kind of start the movement at least uh, with the. Uh, fighting evolution championships on there. So, but, uh, you know, there, unfortunately there is not a version with net code besides a um, PS3 and Xbox 360 version of the game, which unfortunately has been delisted you can't even purchase it online. So you know, pretty much it's a done deal, but I'll be keeping an eye on this. I'm hoping that they kind of focus on mo- more of the smaller games with better net code. I know Guru, Mark of the Wolves, has really good net code lot, along with all the... Uh, kind of the SNK games that work with this company called Code Mystics uh, that uh, kind of roll out a pretty good net code. And if a smaller, you know, group has good, like the GGPO or, you know, Code Mystics, I can't see why they can't roll that out to, you know, some of the major games on there. I just wish they would focus more on it. I know I was kind of doing, reading about it, and I know that some Street Fighter V players, there is an actual hack to put in better net code on there, but you have to play on the PC. And so it's like, you know, what the console players have to do, you know, if they want to have a better fidelity for their online fighting. I mean, it should be consistent. It might be something that, given the fact of what's happened, maybe be something that will developers will work more on in the future with fighting games. We'll have to see. (laughs) We'll have to see. Okay, but uh, last but not least, uh, pretty much we're going to talk about the Inside Xbox uh, event that happened on Thursday. So... And it kind of got hyped, and you know, a lot of people were excited for it. Um, it's a beginning, uh, first in the series of Nintendo Direct-style presentations that Microsoft's doing called Xbox 2020, you know, mm-hmm. all the uh, whole, you know, what's your vision kind of thing, you know, on there. So <laughs> and, uh, basically it's a point that they uh, – said that this was going to feature their games from third-party partners on there. And, of course, obviously, uh, a lot of people's minds were going active. They were saying, yeah, look at online GTA 6. You know, they wanted to see whatever sequel you can name out there. Um, but they did announce ahead of time that Assassin's Creed Valhalla that there would be a gameplay trailer uh, on the event as well. So we're kind will – I'm going to cover things because, uh, you know, basically – Even though it said that they featured Xbox uh, Series X uh, direct gameplay on there, it was pretty much a compilation of a bunch of announcements and trailers and so on and so forth. So, And so we'll kind of cover what was shown. And then afterwards, we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. So so first game leading off the um, Inside Xbox event was a little game called Bright Memory Infinite on there. It was a first-person shooter on there. It looked pretty cool. Um, it had a lot of uh, lightning-quick gunplay, sword combat at the end of the trailer. The protagonist wound up jumping in the car and was doing a, a, a like a race of some sort. Everything looked good, but I'm not sure you know it's a good representation of what gameplay will be on the next generation consoles. And one thing, this is a small indie game. It's being developed by one guy in China on there. Uh game's already up on Steam. So if you do want to play this game and uh you don't want to necessarily have to buy a Series X to play it. Um if you buy right memory on Steam right now for ten dollars you will get the infinite version of the game for free as a free upgrade on there. So that's something to keep in mind on that. Uh but the gameplay trail looked pretty cool on there. Um I'm not sure You know, obviously, I don't know if it's just target rendering or whatnot, but we'll have to keep an eye on that one for the future. Uh, Next trailer that they showed was for uh, Dirt 5 on there. So, you know, I was thinking maybe this was a Forza game at first uh, showing, but uh, it is indeed uh, the next iteration of Codemasters Dirt on there and so they did uh once the show ended they did say that this game is coming out for xbox one uh xbox series x ps5 ps4 and pc on there Uh, some aspects of the game on there is that uh, that they have um hired both the troy baker and nolan north on there to play uh the protagonists in the career mode on there and they're basically riffing off one another um troy baker is going to be playing the nemesis and nolan north is going to be uh uh, in the protagonist role on there and then they're going to integrate the other uh, famous names and from the automotive world in the storyline as well on that um so we'll have to see more about dirt five on there uh, i always thought dirt series was very stylish so we'll have to see where it comes out from there kind of reminded me more of a like a a Motorstone game and then taking a look at that and i know they did kind of take into codemasters at least once uh evolution studios closed the same team that did drive club at, before sony and once they closed up shop they uh, took some of the developers in-house there so it's a lot to see what comes out with that? Uh, next game was shown, which basically came out of a H.R. Geiger art book. It was this game called Scorn. On there, uh, Scorn kind of looked creepy, of course, and the horror game, not up my wheelhouse, uh, but uh, it's like a slow first-person horror game with the uh, design, with the idea of being thrown into the world and exploration with. St- puzzle solving on there this game is only going to be released on the xbox series x and pc but looking at the game further it's been in development for numerous years there was a kickstarter on this game back in 2014 if you believe that on there so this is how long this game's been in development and so uh we'll have to see how well this game is you know it's being worked on for so long so uh, next game I was shown was this game called Chorus. This was a uh like a spaceship shooter, uh kinda like if you played um Everspace on there or you know, games of that nature on there. It's like a behind the ship view action game on there. Trailer, you can kind of tell going back and forth, uh, Of course so cool little combat I dig, you know, arcade combat games like that, as far as space combat games? We haven't had a Star lot. Star Fox for grown folks. <clears> got it. Remember, like, Colony Wars from the original PlayStation, and it's like, that type of style of game has not been kind of implemented uh, that much uh, as of late. You know, Everspace was definitely one of the uh, examples of a game that was in this kind of wheelhouse, and so uh, what we're looking at here is that um, we'll have to take a look just take a look at the trailer. I guess you, as you explore, you fight your enemies in various mysterious interstellar environments. You garner various upgrades for your ship. It will improve your weapons and combat ability. You know, just usual game tropes on there, I guess. Uh, the ship in the game, the Forsaken Maw, also have a unique drifting mechanic, teleportation, telekinesis. Oh, my God. And more that you can chain together to become incredibly powerful force on there. So... So the game is scheduled to come out in 2021 on there, and it's going to be released for the Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Stadia, PC, and Xbox Series X. So everything under the sun that's being released for. So I'm looking forward to that once it does finally rear its head in 2021. Uh, They also showed uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, on there, this game was currently announced for current gen consoles and PC, but uh, this kind of confirms that there are also working on a next gen version of the game. On there, this is kind of a hard game to kind of show <laughs> in a event like this because it's a more slower paced story based uh, RPG. On there, and I never played the first one. I don't know if this is something that you might be interested
1: in, Des, or not. But uh, uh, maybe I, I can yeah. I cannot say yes or no.
2: Gotcha. I don't know if you were interested in the first game at all, but uh, well, I never see. played the first one. Uh, yeah, me either. I don't think it was released for consoles. I think it only came out for PC, if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. On there, but well, have to take a look, it's not a lot to take a look from the trailer how the game plays. There was some gameplay in it, but uh, really nothing that you could kind of gleam off of uh, running off of a next gen console per se on there but it's just a good another game in the in the catalog to add if need be on that so uh then the next game announced was this game called call of the sea i guess this is a new game it is from a new studio on there um it has a very artistic uh kind of look to it it's uh, a kind of based on an island in the 1930s it's a puzzle adventure game where you take role of a protagonist trying to find out more about the mysteries of her missing husband on a journey of self-discovery. Mm. <laughs>
1: what was that Not little it. groan at the end? <laughs> uh, self-discovery can be good. I don't, I don't. <laughs>
2: I'm ready to shoot stuff. Yeah, Joe's not buying it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: not buying it. So maybe, maybe um, a fellow co-host on the Gamer Husband's podcast, Lefty Brown, might like this a little bit more than I would. So yeah, on there. So we'll have to see. This is a game that will be at least exclusive to Xbox at the beginning. They had, they didn't say in the trailer itself or during the show that this was Xbox One exclusive, but it is going to be on Games Pass, so we'll definitely be able to check it out here regardless, but it's going to be out for Xbox One, Series X, and PC on there, and uh, it's being developed by a team in Madrid on there. So, so. And next game that's shown in the trailers was a pretty cool game. This one was the first game that really kind of piqued my interest a little bit on there this is a game called the ascent on there so it's more in my wheelhouse this is an action t- over the top like kind of three quarters uh rpg and it's like you know the kind of motif at the beginning of the trailer kind of shows as far as you know the cyber cyber kinetic theme on there you know you shoot this show where you know obviously you're uh in a uh, kind of gritty you know over the top like future cyberpunk world on there and so gameplay that they showed there was quite a bit of gameplay that was shown on there kind of remind me of an over the you know over the top overhead kind of action rpg type with some um you know twin stick shooter elements as well on there but uh, the game's going to be the ascent's going to be playable in both solo and co-op modes and you can create your own character, customize your gears and weapons. It goes through a deadly path in packed locations of the city of Bellas. on there. Um, this game is going to be on Xbox One, Series X, and PC sometime this year and will support smart delivery, the uh, buzzword from Microsoft saying that's just compatible between Xbox One and Xbox Series X on there. And if you're going to play it on PC, it is on Steam, so you would be able to check it out that way. But the uh, game looks cool, and it looks like it is going to be a Microsoft exclusive at launch on there, but we don't know for how long it will be exclusive, so we'll see on there. I don't know if either of you two checked it out, but that's something that I am definitely, first game of the whole little event that kind of cued my interest a bit, so. All right, and next game they showed was this game called The Medium, which is another horror game. It seems like Xbox has horror uh, kind of, you know, it is their wheelhouse on there. But this is uh, being done by a Polish studio called the Blueberry Team. On there, they've done like games in the past, like Observer, Blair Witch, Layers of Fear. On there, so it's another psychological horror game based on the idea of how you, how your perspective changes your perception on there, and so they did announce that uh, they did elect to uh, hire Akira Yamamoka, which is the original composer of the Silent Hill series to do the music for the game on there. So that's one thing that they're kind of hyping up with this on there. Uh, So definitely check out the trailer if you're interested. There was some snippets of gameplay in it, but uh, we'll have to see how this kind of rolls out from there. It is uh, going to be exclusive to xbox series x and pc once it comes out i think this is another game that stated that it um might not come out for the xbox one itself it might be just for the new system on that so mm. okay and then towards the end of the show obviously this showed a few more trailers in my wheelhouse at least the next game was a, a reveal from bendo Namco. Uh, bandai namco excuse me i always mix up on them starting to get the <laughs> dyslexia talking too long but no it's still it's, it's good yeah they revealed this game called scarlet nexus which is a action rpg on there it's going to be launching on xbox series x and xbox one and then after the show they announced it for ps4 ps5 and pc so and <laughs> Uh, this game, basically, if you look at it and watch the trailer, it looks like kind of in the same wheelhouse as, like, a uh, Todekin, uh God Eater, you know, same type on there. Uh, Bandai Namco and Xbox describes the new IP as, quote-unquote, brain punk, whatever that means, so, okay. <laughs> yes, but uh, they said Scarlet Nexus will be able to run 4K, 4K Ultra HD on Xbox Series X, it's overall optimized for the upcoming xbox and will take advantages of all the platform's capabilities the game will have incredible load times visuals responsiveness and frame rates up to 120 frames per second on there so um we'll have to take a look uh the trailer was interesting uh i don't know if either of you two checked it out uh was that something you kind of cued your interest kev um kind of i'm
0: not i'm I'm not really sure about the you know being attacked by one eight hundred flowers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's an
2: enemy that looks like it you was know, like a bouquet of flowers like walking. They up
0: all look like lake. flowers, some type of <laughs> yeah. fauna, fauna. Fauna. fauna is yeah. it fauna? Fauna. Yeah, fauna. Yeah. Fauna. Uh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not sold yet, uh? <laughs> No. Okay. We'll have to
2: see how it comes out, but we'll see from there.
1: Remember, we could always yeah. try it at Joe's house.
2: Yes. There you go. All right. And then they showed this game called Second Extinction. The Second Extinction is coming from the uh, team at Avalanche. It's the same team that actually worked on uh, the uh, game Dimension Zero as well. You know the game uh-huh. we played uh, earlier this year, Des? Y-
1: yeah. Um, Just, oh, yeah. it was actually last year. Yeah. that was. Yeah, it's last year now.
2: Hmm. A generation zero? Is that? Did I say dimension zero? I'm, you said uh, dimension zero. Yeah, it's,
1: it's generation zero. Okay, that's what I. Okay, okay, because I hadn't remembered playing that. Okay, that's fine. We got. I okay. got you.
2: This game looks cool, though. It's a first-person three-player co-op shooter with a Earth overrun by mutant dinosaurs. So. Wow. Uh, uh, so. This is similar uh, to
1: and Dinosaurs*, I see.
2: Yes. <laughs> so there are raptors who surge with electricity and a t-rex that makes normal t-rex look like children <laughs> there's so <laughs> there also be sure. a ton of uh, fun guns to shoot which is always a plus um they basically i think this game will be a blast but it is launching on pc series x and xbox one there's no firm release date a beta version hitting pc on steam later this summer so we'll also take a look
1: more i mean we'll see next. but i don't know that seems very silly but
2: i'll take it i mean I, I haven't really played a first person dinosaur game since like turok so it's like
1: <laughs> well yeah i know i know you're all about you know your first person i'm oh, sorry you're all about your your dinosaurs yes of course yeah. love and some dinosaurs.
2: Dinosaurs?
1: <laughs> those are some dinos oh boy <laughs>
2: Next game that showed surprise, surprise, was a uh, Yakuza game. So this is Yakuza 7, which is titled over here as Yakuza Like a Dragon. is is going to be launched for Xbox Series X at launch whenever the system does come out. Which And it will be using smart delivery because, obviously, there's a prior-gen version <laughs> out for the PS4 in Japan on there. But uh, it's going to be on Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, it will support cross save, so you can move your save back and forth for some reason if you want to go back and forth between
1: all those different versions. Yeah, I'm not going to do yeah. that. I was going to cut you off right there. Why would you want to do I that? Know. I don't know. I don't like, know. Like, Is why. there something special that you'd want to do with that or something?
2: But I don't know. Maybe if you want to play on your PC and then play on the living room at you on your console, you I have the ability know. to do so. But this is the uh, Yakuza game that kind of threw everything on the ear and it is a turn-based RPG and we'll have to see how well it plays. Uh, from impressions I've seen in the Japanese release, everyone's like raving about it. There's a lot of Dragon Quest influence in the game, actually. So, uh, but right now it, it's also coming out for PS4. It has not been announced for PS5, but you can bet your, uh, uh, I can make a strong bet, go to Vegas, that if they're releasing it for Xbox Series X, you're probably going to see a PlayStation 5 version of this game as well. On there, and then last but not least, they ended the show with a gameplay premiere of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was announced (laughs) the week prior on there. But the the gameplay that they showed looked like another trailer for some reason. There's a lot of quick cuts. Ubisoft is always noted for uh, not showing sometimes uh, you know gameplay or you know a lot of bull shot kind of thing where you know they're kind of embellishing a bit on their trailers and i don't want to be a hater but <laughs> i just wanted to see someone playing off a damn system and seeing like the hud and actually someone just in the game playing the game on there it was advertised on the internet as being gameplay premiere on there and so there was kind of a little bit of a uh, brushback As far as the Inside Xbox video, of course, uh, on YouTube, once it was posted after it live-streamed, there was more dislikes than likes on there and then Xbox Aaron Greenberg came on Twitter and said clearly we set some wrong expectations (laughs) there on there. So because they were hyping it up to no end on Twitter a couple days before. Greenberg acknowledged that this version of inside Xbox was maybe hyped up a little bit too much. Had we not said anything and just shown May inside Xbox show like we did last month, I suspect reactions might have been different. Quote Uh yeah I mean, you, can't, also, you can't
1: say something and then not deliver, well, whatever.
2: Yeah, you know, set expectation's way too high. And then Assassin's Creed Valhalla's creative director, Ishraf Ismail, uh, we responded to a lot of criticism of the trailer on Twitter as well, assuring fans uh, that we have a long marketing campaign ahead of us. You'll see in-depth gameplay and get a lot more information about the game on there. Thank you for excitement and passion. Please, Be- be patient with us and be kind. It
1: will be worth it to be kind. <laughs> yes. Exactly <laughs> That's the wrong people. Exactly. That's the wrong people to be kind. Nice. What was that joke?
2: Yes. Uh, people were not being nice on Mm-mm. social media because it is, quote unquote, social media. So <laughs> but... <laughs> and i'll kind of kick things off and then kick it over to you guys but as far as my opinion of inside xbox i was not buying into the hype i wasn't like going oh my god i can't wait i was just interested to see what was shown so i took it on face value i did not buy into the hype i watched it i enjoyed some of the trailers that were shown You know, I didn't see gameplay from a next-generation console perspective. I just saw trailers, basically. It could have been Greg Miller or Kind of Funny. It could have been, like, you know, some other sizzle reel show where they're just going to show a series of trailers. That's what it seems like to me, game announcements and trailers on there. And I didn't see any, like, big third-party, like, you know, mentioning, like, you know, Ubisoft or... E. A. even though they did have a madden segment i left off the outline because of course it's madden but (laughs) uh you know it's just a point that uh i didn't come in expecting much and i didn't you know i for whatever reason i enjoyed the games that kind of cued my interest and i just took it at that i didn't it didn't like you know show to me like you know this is like a big loss in my book and there's a few games now i'm going to keep an eye on the ascent Mainly Scarlet Nexus, so that's my kind of take. Uh, second Extinction, of course. So, and what's your what's your opinions, guys? Kev, I know you had a, uh, some opinions about the show. So, uh
0: just my opinion, this show was trash. Wow. Um, <laughs> bottom line, and it's not trash because there there was no games that I wasn't interested in. It's quite the contrary. There were a number of games that I saw that I, I was interested in, but. Couple of things. We've been hearing since, you know, the the particularly since Xbox Series X was was launched, twelve T flops of power, right? World's most powerful con we're hearing those same buzzwords that we got from the one X, right? Yeah. Same hype that we're getting from the from you know the corporate suits of you know why you're why you wanna buy into this next generation of of of, of systems with the exception of bright memory infinite assuming that was legitimate gameplay i don't cuz i've i've seen i've i've heard different viewpoints there are some people that said yeah they showed this at uh one of the earlier uh uh streamed game gaming uh con- game developers conventions early this year and other folks were saying no nah, this is pre-rendered so i i don't know uh, you know, I don't know if this is Killzone 2.0 or not. I don't know. Uh, but with the aside from Bright Memory Infinite, I didn't see a single game that didn't look like it couldn't be run off of Xbox One or PlayStation Four. Not one. I'm not. I'm not uh, considering. I'm not considering those stylized trailers of the 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 Alien you know, Giger. The this yeah, scorn. I'm not considering that gameplay because I didn't see anything being played. Um, I'm not considering uh, the graphics in, in Masquerade Bloodlines 2 look like they could have been running off a, 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 a PS4 Pro or a 1X oh, yeah, or, no, a PC, or a PC at mid-level, mid-level spec'd out PC. Um Scarlet Nexus, uh, the medium didn't see any gameplay. Uh, all all these games, all these games, I, I'm not seeing anything that says, "Hey, this is a next. These are next generation titles." Now let's get now let's get to the meat of the matter, which is Assassin's Creed. Okay, you can't tell me that Microsoft did not know that this was what uh, Ubisoft was going to present. You can't tell me that they didn't know. They can't tell me that they sprung this on them as if they weren't aware of what this trailer was going to be. Because I think a lot of people, maybe, uh, a reason why they got so many dislikes was because a lot of people were anxious to see what Valhalla was going to be. What am I actually going to be doing? What's the gameplay loop going to be like? And that was not presented. All I saw was another trailer. Yeah, I saw the dude do knee, knee, you know, doing a tiger knee on somebody's head. You know, looked like it could have been in game and swinging a couple of hatches around. Looked like that also could have been in game. Uh, did not see any gameplay whatsoever. And the fact that they passed it off as gameplay in that post-trailer discussion. Was just ridiculous. I mean, I, I get it. You got to do what you got to do with what you got, but you can't tell me that they sprung this on Microsoft and Microsoft just did not know what was going to be shown. I'm I, like some people are trying to say, I don't buy that. Uh, and they're, they're this, a little dog and pony show, basically. So, and, no, and, and you know, this is. This this is what you don't lead. You don't you don't kick off the hype of your next of an of a of a next generation console if you don't have content that screams next generation. You it, it you just don't do that. That's a bad way to lead off. If you're trying to you're trying to build excitement for people. So that they spend another four or five, six hundred dollars, however much this one, I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be between four and five. You know, it particularly in this current economic environment, you're trying to convince folks that they need to spend another another four or five hundred bucks, and you're showcasing it with third-party content that looks like it can run off the hardware they already got. And oh, lo and behold, most of these games are going to be on the hardware they already got. It, it this is just this is just bad. Uh, this is bad form. This this is this is, a, this is a mistake to do. And I would be saying this if this was Nintendo. I would be saying this if this was Sony. So no fanboy stuff uh, from me. This was just a trash show to kick off next generation hardware. Which so I've always said you don't build hype around third party, you build hype around your first party studios because they're the ones that are going to showcase as to why you have to have this box in your living room right now. And you know hopefully Sony is looking at this and maybe their silence has is indicative of what they're working on. We'll have to wait and see, but this ain't the way this ain't the way to this ain't the way to do it. Uh, you know, and and, and again, I, there were games in there that I'm interested in playing and nothing to do with the games. It has to do with, with what was presented, how it was presented and what I saw and which was not good from from the goal that Xbox was trying to achieve with this.
1: Well, OK, <laughs> <laughs> so I got to follow all that. All right. Um, no, uh, I, I, personally, I have to agree with Kevin. You know, you really got to have to show a little bit more. Uh, I didn't watch all of them because I'm not an Xbox person. You know, there was a couple that I was excited for. But again, all these games are most likely going to be out on other... Well, not all of them, you know, but but a lot of them are going to be out on other consoles. So I'll probably end up playing these on another console. Again, nothing in a long time... So Xbox hasn't showed me something fun in a long time. So as as brand loyalty goes, I I, I don't just don't have any to it. So I I had no intention of watching inside Xbox because I just it's not it's not it's not my platform of choice. So so for me, I might be a bit biased. Uh, so I I will definitely uh, say that. But because some of these games are going to be on the the other systems, um. It doesn't really show i mean that's the thing that's always kind of weird it has always kind of been interesting or, or strange to me is like people talk about like what is it going to look better or what is what's going to look better or what's going to be um uh like the the the, the most beautiful looking you know screen the most beautiful looking you know content all this other stuff and i think for most for most gamers um they don't care, you know. I think, uh, and please, if I'm if I'm speaking out of turn, please let me know in the comments. But this whole thing about like most most flops and this and and that, I mean, I sometimes I cannot tell the difference, you know. I really can't tell the difference. I think the one thing I never forget this. The one like because like I, I I like I wear glasses. Not that that means anything, but you know I've never really said anything about like how beautiful a certain screen looks or, or or a game looks or or something like that but i remember joe long time ago right when the vita came out uh, i was playing what was i playing i was playing wipeout on the vita and that was that that was a time in which i looked at a screen and i looked at the game and it just the, the the colors were so vivid, the screen was so vivid. Just everything about it was just like crisp and clear. Uh, was on this Vita, and and I from then on, like I haven't seen anything like that. And maybe it's because I I'm a console player, and I and I don't play at the highest resolution. I don't play on on a on a PC, but but as a general. You know, as a general consumer, like I don't think that like this this doesn't sell me. You know, on on it. So, but then again, I might not be the person that they're marketing to. I mean, it seems like they might be marketing to the to the early adopters, or or or, or whatever you know you want to call them the the ponies or the Xbox or whatever you want to call them, you know, who, who are like ride or die for these consoles. I, I'm just not that person So I mean the games that I thought were kind of cool was like vampire masquerade bloodlines because I used to play vampire the RPG so I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. And, and I've seen kind of uh, a Little bit of, of what that game looks like and it looks really cool. Yakuza like a dragon. I'm interested in that because I'm uh, Because it looks like they're they're changing up the formula and I think any 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 long standing franchise that 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 takes such a bold, uh, approach to 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 a to a long standing IP, I think it should be applauded. Now whether it's good or not is completely separate, but I think it should be applauded. Um, but other than that, it this this does not this does not make me stand up and be like, oh, this is awesome. Like I didn't get excited for this. Now if it was a Nintendo Direct, probably if it was like uh, whatever the PS Four Direct or whatever they call those. Maybe, but the Xbox, I don't know, you know, as a, for me as a consumer, they're just gonna have to do a little bit more, uh, to kind of, to, to, to kind of pull my money out of my pocket, you know, is, is what's going yeah. on for me. So, but that's just me, you know, please let us know what your thoughts about the inside Xbox, um, uh. uh what how the presentation was? Please let us know your thoughts about it. You know, are you an X bot? You know, do you do you find that offensive? What games do you like that, that were shown? Uh, what games are you anticipating? You know, please let us know. You know this this is a this is a community show. We want to know what we want to know what your what your opinions are.
0: And you know, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but wasn't it interesting how? Yakuza Like a Dragon was showcased like a like the traditional brawler, like the yeah. other Yakuza I were. Have, I
1: have exactly. I don't. I, I I have not found or seen anything that shows what it has changed in or what this new iteration is going to look like.
0: The developer diaries show the systems in place and show the turn based combat. Okay. But, but the what they show at this at at inside Xbox made it look like it was going to play like a traditional yakuza game. Yeah. That's mm. bogus.
1: Yeah, they need to I, show. You know, what's that's going on. bogus.
0: So I that if if somebody, whether somebody at Sega who 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 clipped that together, uh that's that that is not cool because this is not a traditional yakuza game. It's probably the reason why I may not play it. Uh th- it's turn based and it is not uh it is it's not a brawler. But they build that. That whole trailer made you think. If you didn't know anything about Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon beforehand, you would think it was a beat-em-up.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely will agree with you. I'll definitely That's agree funky. with you on that. I was I was yeah. like, like, why are they not showing what's going on? And I, I'm glad that you said the developer diary, so now I can go actually look at it. Because I was just waiting for trailers to tell me what it looked like. And I'm thinking... Where's the turn base? What's going on? So okay, I have to check out the development developer diaries, and I want to see what it looks like because like that doesn't show any faith for me. It doesn't show any faith in in what it looks like if you are if you are still showing it as something that it is not. You know, are they worried that 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 because they have what six other actually twelve other you know games? I mean, they're, I'm going to count the remakes. You know, so so they have a whole bunch of different other games, and this one's different. Are they worried that? The, the consumer is going to be like, "What the hell is this?" and not want to buy it. So, so they're doing this kind of like quote unquote mismarketing campaign. Uh, please, you know, I hope that they start showing a trailer of what it actually looks like because I think it's going to shock a lot of people.
2: Uh, um, my thing about the the show too, just uh, if I hadn't reiterated before, it's just that they haven't really shown anything to make me buy a series X right now. And you know this event was definitely a misstep, kind of just like the road to PS5. Mark Cerny' presentation was a misstep on Sony's part. Uh, you know, I, I think they should have just stated that uh, this inside Xbox was games coming out soon for the Xbox One and also on the Series X, and just left that that you know. But hype is hype, marketing is marketing, and so this is where where it led to them to be in some sort of impetus to be the first unveiling of Series X gameplay, blah blah blah.
0: So uh, it is what it is. So it was something seeing those dislikes as I, I saw it in real time, and those dislikes were just piling up like 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 McDonald's serving hamburgers. One, <laughs> wow! One million, one billion served. I mean, it was just people were not happy and like and like Des like you were you were you posed the question, you know, maybe you know, who was this who was this marketed to? It was this was on Xbox's own YouTube channel. Yeah. It was marketed mm-hmm. to Xbox fans. You know, it was marketed yeah. to Xbox people and they obviously were not happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's very right. telling Yeah. So,
1: so of of the did bad. their expectations, Joe, is that what you're talking about?
2: Yeah, I just I think Aaron Greenberg and the Xbox media team obviously put a lot more weight on this prior with all the hype on there and then obviously, you know I do not want to talk about Crumbside and all that stuff, but you know, it gets into those discussions and you know, a gamer should in of itself be a gamer, not, you know, one platform or another. Obviously, we have our preferences, but at the same time, if something is compelling that we want to play, like, say, if they showed Jade Empire 2 or something on this thing, it'd be, like, you know, super jazzed, you know. So it just depends. It depends on the content and the uh, what someone's bringing to the table is going to get the interest out there, so... So, yeah, overall, Inside Xbox, like the trailers, but for uh, being a kind of tentpole for Xbox Series X, no, no, not at all. So, um, all right. And before I end the news, let me go and just acknowledge where we got the news from mainly. So, uh, I usually browse DualShockers, dualshockers.com for a lot of my news on there. We also get some news articles from usgamer.net on there which is like the US version of Eurogamer.net on there also is a good source of news and so uh, those are the main news sources for this uh, particular episode. Uh, usually sometimes we'll get information from gematsu.com as well so that's G-E-M. ATSU.com on there. So uh, thank you all of the authors in question for that news. And a lot of the stuff is not read verbatim, but it's kind of just kind of digested and, you know, brought out for your guys' ear holes on the show. So
0: Yes. Well, all right. All right. Well, we thank you for that. Uh, so hope hope folks enjoy us that, enjoyed that discussion. But our main upcoming main event, we've got one for you this episode. And our main event is going to circle around classic beat em ups uh, with kind of kind of with the introduction reintroduction of uh, Streets of Rage the fourth in the series of uh, long of a long time old school style beat-em-ups uh, again i didn't have a genesis so i missed out on all those uh but i'm enjoying the game so far but we got to thinking about uh what are some of your favorite classic beat-em-ups and we got some responses we're going we're going to get into but um let me let me toss this one out to you des um i i guess maybe my first question would be did uh what, was there like a beat 'em up that uh, on an attract screen in an arcade, or was it something you played at home? Uh... Which which was it? What game was it? And uh, which are what are some of your favorites in that genre?
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, so I I kind of cut my teeth playing beat 'em ups and and spending all my hard earned quarters. You know they I was a sucker for them, and I know a whole bunch of you listeners out there probably were too. So some of the games that I played, I was a huge huge fan of um, of arcade uh, beat 'em ups. Like I I came out there like the teenage mutant ninja turtle. Uh, beat 'em up that was in the arcade. I played the crap out of that. The X Men, uh, X So it, it was it was the four player ones where you and your mm-hmm. friends would get together and you'd fly around. And, you know, and of course, being a comic book nerd, I was totally in into it. And so I would sit there and I played the crap out of out of those games. Um, uh, in the arcade, the Dungeons and Dragons one that they had. Like those were the three that that, that I really remember. Uh, playing hardcore in the um, in, in the arcade. Uh, so when I was a kid, I had a Genesis, you know. So I played, uh, <laughs> I played Golden Axe. So that was the game that, like, me and my friend Patrick and Jason, mostly me and Patrick, we would play Golden Axe, and we would just play the crap out of that game, and then we would play. Um, Another game that we played was Streets of Rage Two. Uh, I I I played I, oh, I played that game nonstop. Actually, I, I, most of the to be honest, I played Golden Axe more than anything because I, I, I enjoyed like fantasy type of stuff. So I played Golden Axe more than anything. Uh, and just the level design, it was just that, that side scrolling left to right. Like, it was no, it was you didn't have to think about anything. It was just where we got to go to the left. Oh, start to the right okay and then that was it and you just punch the crap out of people and and it was just so much fun uh to play those i played altered Beasts, you know what is it welcome to your doom or welcome to my room oh so much fun <laughs> welcome to my room oh it was just this is fantastic um uh aliens versus Aliens versus Predator in the arcade. Uh, oh, yeah. That was River Those? When you when you got yeah. to play either either as the space two space reads or the two predators. Woo, that game was awesome. So so yeah, so I have a I have a pretty um uh, soft spot in my heart for both arcade and um uh and home console games. Double dragon to name a couple. I never played Cadillacs and Dinosaurs though. That was always one of the ones that I that I never was able to to. I never played that, so I was always one where I was like, oh. Another favorite one was Captain Commando. Like I could go on and on ab- uh, about them, and it was always the more the more niche ones were the ones that 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 I enjoyed uh, a lot more. And I know that I'm sure that both of you guys, you know, uh, being a little bit older than me. Um, i'm only saying that because you probably have a you probably remember the 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 arcade versions of the beat almost a lot more than i did because because by the time that i was starting to play the, play video games um it was all about the consoles because as a younger kid i could play console and play video games and as i got older um i was right i was right at the tail end not the tail end you, you can, We could speak more about this, Joe, too, about the arcade and, and, and the arcade life, because like I met you, I, like, we met in an arcade, but by the time we met, I think it was the time in which arcades were slowly starting to decline. I think yeah, we, we were right like at the 90, peak.
2: 94, yeah. Yeah,
1: 94, 95, and, uh, and that was the peak right there when people when kids were going to arcades, and then after that, it slowly started to go down, so a lot of my beat-em-ups were were on the consoles. Um and then and then when I met you and then and then got to see your video game library, we played all kinds of beat-em-ups. So so I'm sure you guys have all kinds of beat-em- I know, Kevin, you were just a beat-em-up aficionado with, with, with all the stuff that you've talked about. So let me turn it over to you guys, you know, let you guys reminisce about this.
2: Well, for me, the first beat-em-up game I could probably say I've played, and uh, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong. On here, but I think the original Kung Fu Master arcade game from Data East.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, there, wow!
2: Uh, like, yeah, you know, was released on NES as Kung Fu? Yeah, oh, I remember was that. Scrolling left to right. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, I
2: remember. I mentioned too, E.R. Kung Fu, Konami's like great one-on-one beat 'em up on there too. I was more like the first fighting game, really, in my mind. Yeah on there. So, if you ever played Year Kung Fu, man, that was just, like, kind of a tentpole release. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I remember it going out in the arcade but I wasn't a big fan of Renegade for whatever
1: reason. I felt Renegade was too hard. Uh, What was Um, the one, what was the one, what was the one where you'd run to the, you always, like, you always run to the right, but you had, like, a thing on your arm that was, like, a yo-yo and you shoot it out and it came back. Rhygar, Yes! Yes. Yeah. The the yeah, Rygar left the right
2: one. Yeah, that was, that was more considered like an action game. Yeah. Is, yeah. Like, it kind of remind me of a game like uh, Capcom's Black Tiger. If you yes. Remember that game.
1: Black Tiger. Yeah. Ah. Fantastic.
2: On there, but as far as beat 'em ups, I mean, the first main one, especially like. That way back in the day was double dragon because double dragon when that game came out it was a really tentpole release on there and uh it was a game where you know i was a senior in high school during the time 1987-1988 uh i was always cutting first period driving to mcdonald's getting breakfast with a few friends of mine and we would go and go to 7-eleven during first period and play double dragon for a little bit and go back to school basically so it was me helping me being a juvenile delinquent <laughs> on there and so double dragon was like a big big tenfold game i remember everyone being all crazy trying to find the nes version because it was uh kind of when it was released Uh, a lot of people were having trouble finding it. It was like kind of a Super Mario Brothers 2 kind of a rarity when it was first released because it was just hard to find on there. And so that plus, you know, from there, final fight, uh, a lot of the Konami beat-em-ups, you know. um, I remember when Golden Axe first came out in the arcade, I played at Festival Game Palace on there, and I loved that game on there. And so uh, that was also uh, one that kind of, spoke to me a bit you know all the double dragon sequels were okay but then you know like you stated uh des like uh, golden axe uh, streets of rage series i think streets of rage one is actually pretty cool to take a look because it plays a lot different than streets of ridge two and yeah. in, uh, three as well so you know i, I kind of missed where they for the supers in in that game kev you actually brought out like uh, i think axel brought out like uh, a police force and they shot a bunch of like you know uh um like rockets out uh, on the play field <laughs> so hey yeah yeah and then further, you know, once, once it went to 3D, I kind of really appreciate what Sega did. And I know a lot of people don't talk about the games that kind of came around the Saturn era, but like uh, Die Hard Arcade uh, or, you know, Dynamite Decca you know, on the Japanese side of the fence. What that was the was, American name of that again? Die Hard Arcade. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Dynamite Cop 2, the Die Hard Arcade 2, Okay. One where you play those, like, you know, uh, basically Bruce Willis, yeah. Eddie Murphy, and like, uh, I forgot what the fe- who the female was trying to be like, but yeah, those the, those games were phenomenal, man. And, and then that, and uh, the House of the Dead, like, kind of spin off Zombies Revenge on the Dreamcast. Man, oh man. And then last but not least, of course, uh, you know, Guardian Heroes on the Saturn from Treasure. That was definitely, you know, high up there on that so what about you Kev as far as what were your kind of roots for your beat-em-up aficionado kind of thing
0: um probably my the maybe the first one of the first ones kind of like you was probably Yair Kung Fu um but in high school we had an arcade um all the um uh, all the 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 rich all the rich kids parents got together and put together a uh like a uh break room for students
2: oh at so, bullard high school
0: at bullard high school yeah i so, played it
2: there i went to bullard yeah. for like about a month man i was like crazy to think that they had a
0: black tiger machine in that place yeah you know, so. they did they did. They had Black Tire. They had uh, they had a baseball game, and they had a, a Renegade in there. And I used to play Renegade. That was, I loved that game. Um, I know I I, I and I have Renegade on PS4, and I still haven't beat that end dude. He always winds up shooting me in the back of the head. <laughs> Uh, I can get to him pretty easily but it's beating him that's the problem I'll I'll never forget I was I was, uh, I was in there with Damon and he was watching me and I mean I had knocked off a certain amount of his health but you got that that fairly brief time limit and I was rocking this dude with fists I mean I was I was punching him in the face and as I'm punching him in the face he just pulls out the gun and just shoots me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just like, "Okay, I'm done. I, this, this this is ridiculous." But I mean that that game is still one of that game is one of my favorites. Uh, Warriors of Fate. Oh, oh man. man, I did, forgot about that. But yeah, uh, Warriors of Fate. yeah, Warriors of Fate. Uh, I forget the big. I was always the big guy who would bite the Blanca. Look, the Blanca <laughs> light guy would punch people's heads off and bite them. Um so The Warriors of Fate uh Warriors uh, of Fate you got to talk about that game cuz it's like it didn't get any US release.
2: We're lucky that uh I think it was at Neon Arcade here in Fresno that they actually had a a coin op of that, but that's on the Capcom Beat 'em Up Collection so you can play that on your P- Xbox 1 or PS4 right now if you want to, you know. Yeah. I
0: first played it at festival you did and, okay. Yeah. I first played it at festival and then when festival shut down, uh uh I I think they they had it on uh they had it over there at Neon too. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, Warriors of Fate and there's Knights of the Round. L- love that game. Um the the I think the thing though for me The kind of like the real, like the renaissance for beat em ups kind of happened during the, for me at the SNES period, because a lot of those games that I liked in the arcade started showing up uh, on the Super Nintendo. And then there were also some uh, console only releases, beat em ups that came out. Like um, there was this cartoon back in the day called Pirates of Dark Water. Oh, no, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and I have I still have that ge- I still have that Super Nintendo cart, a complete rip off of Final Fight. I mean, <laughs> a total unabashed. I mean, even the move sets are similar. Oh, well. um, that was complete, a Sunsoft joint. So. Yeah, yeah, from some from Sunsoft, and a complete Final Fight rip. But I used to play that game for hours, and it was super long too. That was all uh, you when you were sitting, you were you were playing, when you're trying to, to complete uh uh Pirates of Dark Water, you are gonna be there for a couple hours. Mm. It was it was a but it was a well done game. It completely copied the moveset from Hagar, Cody, and Guy, but still it was it was kind of dope because the the pirates each you could uh had like a weapon move that you could kind of integrate into their basic combos for extra damage uh it, and and it had all the characters from the show all the enemies from the show that you you would fight um another uh beat em up that i remember was uh Peter Pan and the Lost Boys in the arcade i don't know if any of you guys ever played it it was a it was a one of those games that that the the circuit board could be swapped out and another and you running on that same chipset you put that in um, i played that at a bowling alley hanging out with damon and uh peter pan the lost boys was another beat em up that was just freaking it, it, it's 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 just it was just really good um and actually peter wasn't the best Playing character in the game, it was this. It was this short little black kid that they tried to make look like Arnold from from uh, 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 from from different strokes. <laughs> who had he could do like this Blanca roll, and he had these like he had like this uppercut. And I, would, I I would I would just play him. It's like yeah, yeah hey, all y'all can play Peter Pan. The other I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be Arnold. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, you, it it was about? just yeah, it it was it, it was just really really fun. Um, and, and I'm I'm trying to think of kind of like the more off the wall ones that I play because I played I played so many I just can't remember. Uh,
1: but was it wasn't it weird though? And and I know I always thought this was kind of cheating, but did you notice? Because you mentioned it earlier, Kev. Yeah, there was a lot of rip-off moves, and especially mm. like Capcom uh, and Konami, they just. Put out the same game over and over again with like reskins. So, I mean, yeah, in some cases, yeah. I mean, yes, they always had a little bit of differences, but come on, let's be honest, you know, with that, 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 uh, what is it? Um, Knights of the Round was just Warriors of Fate, <laughs> a, a a a worse version of it. But come on, you know, if it if it yeah, had Knights of the Round came out prior to Warriors of Fate came out later, so well still though I, I think Warriors of Fate though even though Warriors of Fate was probably was was then a copy of Knights of the Round it was just better. So don't get me wrong, it seems like they did re, uh, refine the formula, you know, yeah. like like, like Coca Cola, but it's still Coca Cola,
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> Another thing we, about we, Capcom beat 'em ups is that they had like this, this kind of like this string of the the this line of secret moves that you could do. Oh yeah, like down up was like the special that you could do that wouldn't cost you any health. In uh, like all those games from like uh, like Cadillacs and Dinosaurs had it, uh, and I don't know what what game that that was first implemented in. Uh, but even in final fight and it technically wasn't a special move but after the third hit on every character if you if you hit l- in the opposite direction push the joystick in the opposite direction your character was facing it would automatically grab and throw so that was kind of like your 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 clear your your crowd control move that you didn't have to uh, burn energy for and it was just uh, Capcom had like this 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 universal move that would always get that was like the "get off me" move,
1: yeah.
0: Or the 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 extra uh, do a little bit of extra damage in the end of the basic combo. Because if you if you did it right, you could really you could really pile on the damage on some of those those uh, cheesier bosses, assuming you could get close enough to punch them without without them doing them them uh, them that with, some of those guys had like hit boxes that were just ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, how far are you hitting me from now? Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, man. The, the, the and the, uh, a, another game, you, when you mentioned a Golden Axe, um, I like the first one. I only played again, I didn't have a Genesis, so my only, my experience with Golden Axe was in the arcades only. But, uh, Golden Axe Death Adder's Revenge. Um, a lot of people did, for whatever reason, didn't like that. I loved that game. Um, for the most part, the reason I liked Death Adder's Revenge was because you could ride more of the monsters. Like my 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 favorite mount was the Electric Scorpion. Mm. Uh, Is that thing just wrecked everybody? <laughs> you know, once you once you once that thing showed up and you got whatever enemy that off it you can get on the electric scorpion you were really able to uh, to pile on damage on on uh, on enemies and it had i can't remember if they had like a crowd control move or if you hit more than one button at the same time on the mount it would do a special attack i can't remember i'm not 100 percent sure but uh death out of revenge was really good um a lot but for whatever reason a lot of people didn't like it um um, there was another one I was going to mention up too, but. Well, oh, I, thought about, it I forgot statement. about Bad Dudes. Ah, <laughs> oh, man! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those Data,
2: was, it, was it Data East games? Uh, Data East, yeah. Yeah,
1: those games were silly, but Bad Dudes was awesome. Two Arnie's, hell yeah.
0: Who's into it yeah it was bad dudes and there's two crude dudes with the 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 the, the post nuclear apocalypse yeah, oh, yeah no, uh, I, was, I, was,
2: I was playing at nick's house like about about a month ago a month or two ago before covid hit and we're playing the genesis version of two crude dudes on there it's also known as crude buster in japan i believe but god
1: we got the better yeah,
2: name. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, you know, if you have a RetroPie or you have access to MAME on your PC or something, there's a lot of, like, kind of under-the-radar games. I had never played until recently recently. Uh, on there uh, I know me and Nick were playing this game from G- G- Galico called the uh, 64th Street the detective story and the thing was just like ridiculous as far as the whole like you know uh motif is and stuff and the big thing is that you're able to throw your enemies into the wall and so you see this big like indentation in the wall when you throw them against the side on there and then um I barely played this game in the arcade back at festival but growl like the whole Indiana Jones beat him up side scroller from Taito mm-hmm. on there it was just all crazy you know you play like some dude with a whip and there's like other characters that kind of ripped off from there and i kind of forgot too about the Sengoku series from
0: uh Neo Geo from Yeah, yeah Neo Geo Sengoku yeah i didn't play too many of those i didn't come across very many of them yeah uh, they were they weren't they weren't because whatever was SNK and SNK cabinet for the most part if it was a multi cab it all, it had nothing but fighters on it uh, every now and then you you come across this a, a, a sengoku uh like I think the only time I ever played it played Sengoku in the arcade I wasn't in Fresno so yeah so <laughs> I was in other play uh, in other cities when I was when I was fortunate enough to come across those games but um
2: now, I remember me and you we went to uh golf land in San Jose. I believe it was you, and we played that one Sega beat 'em up Spike. The, yeah, Spike.
0: Spike yeah Out. Yeah. Spike it was Out, eventually yeah. released on the Xbox, I think so.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was the one where it was supposed to be uh uh multi-linked over yeah, multi-linked the over cabinet. yeah, yeah. multi cabinet over that little network they have where you can play with other people. Um uh I'm trying to, I don't remember a whole lot about the gameplay. I can remember that it, it seemed a little off. Uh, there was okay. something, it was something that, there was something that, that kind of threw me off about that game. The concept was dope. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit
2: of Last Bronx, a little bit. So, mm-hmm. the fighting game from uh, Sega. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It did eventually come out for Xbox,
0: I think so. But, yeah, man, um, yeah, the, some of those some of those em ups uh, Also, a uh, couple other favorites uh, for me were the Bat... I think they were... I can't remember if they were Sunsoft games or not, but the Batman beat-em-ups on Super Nintendo. I think
1: they might have been Sunsoft, actually. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, they yeah. might
2: have actually been developed by, of all things, uh, Blizzard. You know, Blizzard did a few Sunsoft games. Uh, not, I mean, uh, SNES games, so... Mm.
0: But I know the one that uh, I can't remember which, which which Batman had uh Danny DeVito as the penguin.
1: Oh, The Batman Returns. Yeah. Batman oh, Return. that that was yeah. that was a Konami. Oh, that was Konami, okay. That was
0: a yeah, great uh, game though. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that one because you could slam dudes in the, into the background, you know, slam them into the wall, <laughs> beat them up, grab them, slam them, and through push them through a window. Uh, yeah, that was that was another great beat em up. Because some, of the, a lot of the fun, fun ones too, um, were like original ideas. Now they were straight up jock by you know Capcom and and a few others. But, <laughs> yeah, you're not um, lying. <laughs> but they were they were very in their own right they were still a lot of, they were fun beat em ups like uh there is one beat em up that i recall that was also very long a lot of people didn't like it uh because it was kind of long and and quote unquote repetitive but <laughs> that was legend i don't know if you guys remember that one mm-hmm. i don't remember that legend, one legend legend for the super nintendo you were like this conan Bar- the barbarian uh a total rip and it was you against a whole bunch of orcs, oh. and <laughs> you just went. There was you. There were no special moves, quote unquote. But what you could do was if you hit the control pad in the opposite direction that your that your dude was facing, he would do like this reverse swipe, and that would. And, and it would have been cool if if there was there would have been decapitation animations in the game, but there weren't uh but it was kind of like the get off me move you would it's people coming up from behind you would swing your broadsword behind you and just knock dudes off the screen <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah that was that that was another game that i thoroughly it had a great it had a great soundtrack it only had one song but that one song that or it might have had might have had two uh, but those one or two songs that were in the game were pretty were pretty fun and a lot of people didn't like Le- legend as i recall from the reviews but legend was was a lot of fun for me i, I can't i can't remember who i don't even know who who made that game but uh yeah, I, don't I looked think online I had, and it, okay. said it was published by SEIKA SEIKA, okay. Seika? yeah, yeah
2: S E I K A i never used <laughs> like mm-hmm. a super obscure publisher on the SNES the game I was thinking about that was the Sunsoft published game that was done by Blizzard. It wasn't the Batman game. It was the the Death and Return of Superman. I don't know if you've ever played that. But it I don't was think so. Mediocre at best. It, I don't know if you know, but Blizzard also did a Justice League fighting game, like a one-on-one fighting game on the Super Nintendo as well. So, mm,
0: Really? Oh, yeah. another, another beat-em-up with superheroes. Uh, Spider-Man. In the arcade, where you could play, uh, it was, it the was Sega? Spider-Man, the Sega one, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, I think it was was it was it Black Cat. And I can't remember who the other one was, but you were fighting Venom and a few other a few other yeah, villains. I played that one. And then there was uh, uh, the, the, Avengers. Oh, the Avengers. Oh, the Avengers was great. Oh, the Avengers, yes, yes. yes.
1: Avengers yes. was great. The Punisher was great. Although the Punisher, uh-huh. I think, was was not in the arcade though. Was that it? that was Capcom? That yeah, was it was Capcom. Capcom. It was in the arcade. Yeah, it was. I don't remember. I'll, I they only played either it on the uh,
0: Punisher or Nick Fury.
1: Yep, either Punisher or Nick Fury, and you king, yes, I remember. And the Avengers game, fantastic! All of those, all of those old, oh, so those were old Capcom Marvel games, right? Not, the, I don't know. Uh, the Avengers, Avengers game was out of east. East. Well, that easy. Yeah, east. That was, all I know that is that, that yeah. those were amazing. You know, it was what it was, it was Captain America, Vision, Hawkeye, and I don't know who the fourth one Iron was. Man. Iron Man, Iron Man, yep, <laughs> such a good, such a good game. Ugh, yeah so much fun so what so we had. you said you we had some uh listener feedback
0: Uh, i'm dying to hear what they're saying we did so we got we heard back from uh gerald O'Con and fred french uh gerald's response was ninja gaiden for the original nintendo so many memories yeah and fred french's response was double dragon I don't know why, but I love that game. And you know, speaking of Double Dragon, I, I can't—I probably mentioned this before, but with Double Dragon for the NES, uh, I kind of—I kind of felt uh, uh, ripped because I was expecting something more in line with the arcade. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to look like the arcade game, but I was at least expecting it to play like the arcade game. Completely different, but. I found that, I found double, double Dragon. My mom took me to Target, uh, and I can't remember if it specifically for me to get, for me to get pick up a game. Um, and I found Double Dragon behind, like, it, I I mean, it was like in the back. Back in the day, uh, boys and girls, they used to put video games on the rack and not behind any kind of, <laughs> Any kind of glass, <laughs> yep. kind of segmented stuff, where where people where the 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 boxes were just literally hanging up there like Hot Wheels, and you could just go through the racks and 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 find the game that you wanted. Mm,
1: I missed those times.
0: Yeah, and usually it was like one one row, one one row had one game, one one game title on that. And I was going through, going through, going because I couldn't find Double Dragon, and someone had put Double Dragon. Like they had taken off the entire that entire rack. And so I'm guessing they were gonna come back for it later. They put double dragon way in the back and put all those other games in front yep. of it. And I don't even remember <laughs> what games were in front of it. But I was like, okay, I'm 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 gonna look through every what because my mom wasn't about to drag drag me all over Fresno and Creation looking for this game so i was like "Ah, oh, it's got to be here got to be here and lo and behold the last game in that in whatever role that was was double dragon
2: <laughs> that, right. that was a
0: ghetto ass layaway program the yeah. game.
1: <laughs> ghetto ass wow it's true though i mean i remember i remember putting stuff way in the back or moving it to a whole nother section <laughs> Mm-hmm. I didn't know that probably made people just so mad, those workers, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Put that shit back. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Wow. So, again, this was a really good walk down memory lane. Of course, you know, this was due to uh, wanting to talk about this because *Reserve of Rage 4 came out. Um, I, I have not played it yet. I did download it for my PS4, and I will be playing it uh, soon. Also, I, pro- I Also, uh, I double dipped on it because I I don't know why, but but I got the um I got the uh Joe sent a text to 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 Kevin and myself and said that Amazon is going to be releasing it with their own kind of uh uh well, goodies.
2: Amazon's just um, selling it. Yeah. Was, it came from a company called Merge Games. No,
1: but anyway, games. But still, like they're selling it. It has their own little little goodies going on and i guess that rubbed a few people the wrong way uh because they uh because limited run had a had a run of it too with their little goodies too so i know yeah. uh, joe and i joe joe was talking to us about that if you can elaborate a little bit on that you know Joe, that'd be kind of interesting i think our listeners would like to know about that
2: well um i didn't want to mention news but yeah limited run initially about i would say like about maybe six weeks ago uh put a, a pre-order up for Streets of Rage 4. And, you know, Limited Run, usually how they normally work is that they put a game up on uh, every Friday, and then you have uh, so many copies being printed. And then, you know, obviously once that Friday is uh, ended on there, uh, they usually do it twice a day. Uh, the game is cut uh, from any further production and then the game is, you know, sent to you months later (laughs) on there. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 was an open pre-order. They've been working with a game uh, company called Dotemu, which is uh, uh, the developer of the game. Uh, And so what Dotemu wound up doing uh, is that they contracted out to another publisher, Merge Games, to uh, do a um, Streets of Rage 4, Uh, printing for retailers like Amazon, GameStop, you know, so on and so forth. And so some people got upset because of the fact that um, Limited Run uh, did not say up front that this was also going to be released in other avenues and other printings on there so it kind of of almost relates in a way to you know the comic book world as far as you know as far as you know first and second runs you know limited edition covers and all this other nonsense on there and a lot of times when limited run puts up a game usually more often than not that means that that game is only going to be printed there physically and not anywhere else but there is no exclusivity deal with limited run so the publishers of the developers of these games can afterwards go and, and you know make deals with other publishers to get these games out in other avenues so on and so forth so
1: yeah i mean but i i that's kind of so i sat on it and i didn't wait i didn't uh because i ordered a couple of things from limited runs and i limited run i know that um uh, sometimes it can have a again this is all you know construction. uh conjecture and hearsay but you know, sometimes their stuff can be a little bit on the late side but well, also say
2: they have, they have to go and send it to the manufacturer exactly. client exactly. back from sony nintendo whoever yeah plus search uh... rage Four. i did put a pre-order in with limited run because i wanted a physical copy but i put it in, in with the order with another game or two and then the thing about their shipping is that they don't ship it when the game is first you know available they'll hold the game until everything in your particular order has been pressed and published and just mail you one shipment versus mailing you separate shipments so my um availability of my physical copy of straight to rage 4 is going to really be dependent on when that other game and the uh order is going to become available which could be months yeah and i'm going to be that
1: so. so i waited i waited because um I I subscribe to a couple of other uh people that I or that that I listen to and watch some YouTube streamers and whatnot and and there was something going on because I know that it was going to be released digitally. but Most of these games are, and I was thinking, okay, well it's going to be released digitally. Maybe I can wait and see what's going to happen because this looks like this looks like it's going to be a big game. Most most limited run uh uh offers only last for about two weeks or so, and this one's lasting for like longer than that. So something's up with it. So I just waited and I just waited. And then when it was I guess when it had a big release and everything, they set up another I don't know, the whole thing with limited run was kind of left a kind of kind of left a weird taste in my mouth because they, they released a really a really weird kind of like small bundle where it where, where where it was packed in a in a in a Sega Genesis kind of um case and everything and i thought, okay that's not enough because usually the usually they give you like a soundtrack and some other stuff and i thought okay maybe they're waiting for something and then sure enough you know they released another another version of it with like uh like with like a uh lps and some other stuff and that went like gangbusters though it was a hundred and something dollars so yeah
2: that was like that because at first they announced streets of rage for standard and then the edition with the Genesis clamshell case and the steel book mm-hmm. for 60 bucks. They didn't even announce the streets of rage for ultimate edition on there. So a lot of people with given the choice between the two ordered the $60 version with the clamshell case and the steel book. And then lo and behold, you know, three, four weeks later, there was this Uber limited version with, you know, obviously like a
1: vinyl LP and all like four stuff. different ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was, it was crazy. I was like, mm, okay you know but again i was just sort of like well that would have been nice to have known because now i feel bad for all those people that just kind of you know went ahead and, and ordered it like i don't like they could have waited and got this cool thing or i don't know like i don't know why they chose to do it like that or or that was just uh something that they just felt they needed to do or there was an option they didn't know that they had until later uh which i i don't believe that really so much though so because these people have been doing this for a while so they should know suffice to say um I waited, and then when Joe sent out the 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 text saying this, I went through, and I looked, and like there's like an art book and some other stuff that's being released from this other. Yeah, with the. Yeah. yeah, the merch games
2: publishing. Yeah,
1: so I went ahead and did that because it wasn't really any much more money than than the other one too. So there, there was this kind of like pricing difference that went with it. I don't know. It was just it was, yeah, just there was weird. No, there was no price
2: yeah, for the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Uh, they are equal. In fact, Limited Run only has PS4 and Switch. They don't have an Xbox One version. So they no, a physical no, no. version. But that's what that's I'm talking the about. Only version available. So
1: no, no. But what I'm talking about is is the stuff that was released. The the extra goodies that you were getting. Uh, there was no like price increase if if I remember correctly. No, yeah, they're all included. Yeah, so that and I'm like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty good, you know, because, and again, I'm I'm not very knowledgeable about this limited run type of thing or these limited run per these limited runs of games, not limited run the 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 seller, but just limited run games and for these physical copies. Like I just started getting into that most recently. Uh, when I start when I really got into um, buying stuff for the uh for the Switch. So. This is a whole new thing for me and, and, and a whole new like collection kind of situation thing. so so I'm really having to kind of um, just really be savvy you know about what's going on and, and for all you you know collectors out there, you know you know just kind of think about if this is something that you really want and, and just be savvy about that stuff because you never know yeah. what's gonna pop out and then what's even crazier what's even crazier is the uh, is the stuff that you know was limited run. Through limited run games, but then it but then they have a deal with with Best Buy, and then you can buy it at Best Buy. You know, so it was like okay. Granted, the one thing that I really feel that I missed out on, and I really wish I would have done it, was that we were at PAX and they had them. It was the uh, River City Girls pens. Uh so uh, so I really wanted those, and I, I just I hinned and I hauled and I didn't buy it and I didn't buy it at PAX last year, and then you know they don't have any more so I'm just kind of like SLL. So I'm like ah. Uh, so anyway. But, but be time for some eBay action. Nah, I'm but. good. I'm good. so uh, but yeah, so that's that's the that's the 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 gist of of the uh, of the beat em ups, you know, tune in next time for our other main event because I know we're gonna have something something new, something good for you.
0: Indeed, indeed. So we, we oh, I'm, sorry, enjoyed that. I'm sorry, Kev. I'm
1: sorry, Kev. Would you have anything else to add to that? We kind of took it over at the end. Then, oh no,
0: no, 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 no. Okay, no, I. I, right. no. I that that was a great discussion because you guys. I missed out on the limited run thing from Limited Run, mm-hmm. and I wasn't about to pay 140 or 150 dollars for that. you know some re- some records. I heard that. <laughs> as <laughs> no,
1: no, as strange as that actually... was. Yeah, Streets of Rage is still as open
0: as well. for pre-order right now
2: and limited run at the moment. So. Yeah, but
1: mm, yeah. I'm gonna I I I'm gonna get it from uh I got it from Amazon. That just seems yeah I, I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with
0: Yeah, but folks, we hope you enjoyed that discussion. If you are old in in anywhere near uh, the Generation X uh, age group, uh, hopefully that rekindles some memories for you in your old arcade days and. Uh, earlier console generations. Game night. Our game nights are Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, typically taking place on the PlayStation Network, Uh, although we do have all the platforms. So if there is a game that you would like to play with us, please feel free to mention that to us. Let us know what you want to play. And if we don't have it, we should be able to get it uh, without any problems. Uh, you we're usually running uh, sessions in Division Two, as well as Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, uh, if for for our game nights. But again, whatever it is you guys want to play, just hit us up, let us know, and we'll get that going. Uh, our contact: you can contact our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's where you want to send your email if we have for feedback, if we had any, uh, if you heard anything that you wanted to. Uh, uh, discuss or have a reflection on. If you would like to even be a part of the show and have us interview you for regarding your gaming interests and opinions on the industry in general, you're going to want to send an email there at gamingvessels at gmail dot com. Uh, Twitter, we have we are on Twitter. We are at gamingvessels I am also on Twitter at Shonuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. Uh, PlayStation Network, I am Shonuff7, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7. I am also on Xbox Live as Shonuff071, same spelling with 071. And I am also on Steam as Shonuff71, same spelling as the original. Joe, where can folks get a hold of you at?
2: As far as on Twitter, I am at Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. Um, As far as on the gaming networks, PSN, uh, Steam, and also Nintendo Network, I am under the username Kamunagara. That's K A M U N A G A R A. And then on Xbox and also on Uplay, which is the Ubisoft uh, um, PC app on there, I'm Kamunagara same spelling six nine nine five on there so that is my handles there so that's her how he could get a hold of me
1: so how about you des uh you can get a hold of me on twitter at the nemo six N-E, and or t-h-e-n-e-m-o-s-i-x uh, you can also see uh find me on uh psn at nemo tigger n-e-m-o-n-e-m-o-t-g-g-r again as always please just uh if you want to contact us become our friend uh Play with us. Let us know um, uh, uh, the, how you found us. That's the old, that, that's one thing that that, I, that that we would like you to do is just kind of let us know. You know how would you find us? What's going on? Uh, because there's a lot of bots out there. So please just just you know mention mention gaming vessels. You know in your in your request in your message.
0: Absolutely. So folks, that's going to bring season six, episode fifteen of. 15 of gaming vessels to a close for des the bay area terror and for trader joe aka the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar i'm kevin aka shown 71 say shown if i can speak correctly shown up 71 signing off and saying we'll be back next week peace